Thank you for joining us on another review special. This time we are here to talk about two, not just one, count them. Two big releases this week. Uh, we've got Eternals number two, and we've got Radiant Black number one, the book that everybody's been waiting Ooh. for. Apparently, everyone in New York wanted a copy because I could barely get one, and I didn't get the cover I wanted. I got, uh, I got this one. Hopefully, you guys the can OG, see that. the yeah, standard. The yeah. Uh, fucking love but, that pink. That Michael well, Chose is hot. That's hot shit. It's good. Yes, it's very good. It, it's absolutely very good. Um, but we're actually going to start off with Eternals. Now, just before we get into this, I want to let you guys know that typically we are a weekly podcast that does uh, movie reviews, movie conversations, comic book character conversations of all kinds. We cover the big picture of the industry. And we do weekly reviews like this one. So if you like that type of content, make sure that you guys are following us all over the internet. We are the Comics Pals. If uh, you want to interact with us, you can reach out at thecomicspals at gmail.com. If you want us on social, you can get us at the Comics Pals there as well. Wherever it is you're listening to us, make sure that you guys leave us a review and a rating. That helps us out a lot. If you're on YouTube specifically, thank you very much. You can subscribe, hit our notification bell, drop us a comment, a like, share with your friends, let them know that we're out here and you enjoy what we do. Uh, or you can join our Discord server where we talk about these books. We talk about more than the books that we're reviewing this week. Um, and we have conversations about all kinds of other things too. So come hang out with us over there. Now, Let's get into our conversation about Eternals number two. Uh, this, of course, by Kieran Gillen, Isad Rabich, uh, Matthew Wilson. Uh, the list goes on. Uh, Clayton Cowles, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, who does letters and designs on Eternals. This guy is eternally busy. I don't even understand it. I get it. Thanks. So uh, when we first reviewed this book, I'm pretty sure it was just Pete and I. So Kale and Marco have now entered the fray. Uh, what did you guys think about issue one? I was mixed on it. The The art definitely sold me on it. Gillen writing sold me on it. But the story was a bit, it felt a little convoluted. And the second act of it didn't mesh as well, I felt with um, the first part where we you know we get the mystery there's a murder that whole story plays out and then the second piece they just kind of save the day in New York City for a second and there's a little dissonance there for me that I uh, I didn't enjoy but on uh, for this issue I definitely felt that that side story which I, it looks like they're going to keep probably doing it worked for me the larger mystery that they're sort of tackling it definitely worked for me and I, I like the the progress that we're getting in, in this book um, and how it connects back to the first book as well. How about you, Kale? <clears throat> I don't think I like this book. Um, I, I, I find the, the captions really uh, confusing and sort of smarmy to a point that I don't mm. like them. Mm. Okay. Um, and I, I, I think that the, um, I don't know. I just, I, I can't, I feel like I can't find a hook. Uh, it's, I feel like it's a rare point where it jumps in, uh, you know, <clears throat> like the when the issue, when issue one starts, I feel like it does a, a good job of setting up where you're coming in 
but after that i feel like i i couldn't find anything to stay with like grab onto yeah mm-hmm. um and i i felt that way uh in the second one as well um and i just don't think i like Assad Rebus art <gasps> what blasphemy that's really Whoa. surprising I just don't it just doesn't really? work for me wow you're the first person i've ever heard say that i i was lukewarm on it on uh secret war secret wars what? i he does really good like full page things but i don't know just some of his it just doesn't it just doesn't work for me i don't know some of the face stuff i think with icarus yeah. um was a little off this uh, yeah this issue. yeah some of the faces this time were, were a little weird but <clears throat> um but in general i i think the the book the book's look is a big part of establishing the tone that i think mm-hmm. it carries and that's what ha- has been the thing that i've connected with the most because I, I get where you're coming from, Kale. I do feel like it's a little bit like there's a lot going on. There There's a lot to be contextualized, and it's a little hard to follow. And, like, I don't feel super connected to any of the characters yet. But there's something about the presentation of the Eternals and them being these, like, kind of... They, they feel mystical, you know? Um, even though they have kind of a science explanation. Um, and like, it has this art that has this darker tone to it and like a darker color palette. And it feels like a little bit like, I don't know, just like moody and weird. And that coupled with the smarmy captions that are coming from like the malfunctioning AI, it has a, it has a super unique flavor to it that like, it appeals to me, but I'm not sure why. In theory, this has a lot of things that I would really like. It's just not it's not hitting me. Yeah, I get that. I, I wasn't as struck by this issue as I was by the first one. I remember Sean and I liked it because it, like, it felt like a good context and it felt like kind of like a breath of fresh air. And this felt like it didn't have that newness factor to it. So I wanted it to do a little bit more to contextualize things for me. Um, and I don't know that I'm quite there, but it's only the second issue. So last issue ended with, you know, the appearance of Thanos. And of course, that was the promise of a fight. And we do get that between Icarus and Thanos, which was pretty cool. And I felt like there was some strong dialogue uh, here up early. Yeah. Um, Kieran really seemed to strike a a nice chord with those characters from a dialogue perspective. I also, I I mean, I live for... um, Assad drawing action sequences. I think he's really good at it. You look at Secret Wars, and um, I felt like that was such a good-looking book. And the battle between like Reed Richards and Doctor Doom is one that I'll always remember for how cool it was. Mm. Um, you know, and different different things like that. Um, and I feel like he brings that flavor to this book. Uh, there are some pretty cool panels as well, like. Uh, I don't know if you guys will be able to see it, but I'm showing on YouTube this this panel of Thanos kind of standing with the camera under him and yeah. looks really like menacing and, and, and kind of you know intimidating. Um, there's a lot of good stuff like that. And I feel like this, for me, was a tale of two books because I really enjoyed the first half and then I really did not enjoy the second half. Yeah, the second half, it felt like it really dragged in comparison. Yeah. 
Um, you go from this really like high octane action set piece to like a lot of conversation from characters who I don't know, and then like telling me who they are, and I'm like, okay, like I know I need to know this, but I'm not, I'm not super engaged with this right now. Interesting. That was the part that hooked me. That makes sense. I just, I just, I've read Kieran's work before, and I'll be frank, I never really liked his stuff very much um and now i remember why i don't like his dialogue like the first i guess the first half of this issue where it's fighting and he just has to add snappy uh that one small pieces in between action that's cool but once he had to like tell the story through dialogue and have these characters interact in more meaningful ways I just didn't, it, I could not invest myself in what they were talking about, how they were talking about it. The The AI captions were just out of this world annoying and they feel pointless. It feels like he wants me to connect to the AI as a separate character, as a character, not yeah. just a caption. And I can't do that. Interesting. Um, you're, you're hitting on all the things that like, that like, like I am connecting to the AI. I thought that the dialogue, it's supposed to be at least for me, right? Like the way I approach it, it's supposed to be these royal or analogous to these sort of royals having conversation. Yeah. There's there's you know subtext to everything that they say. Their words are chosen very carefully. Um, I, for me, it 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 felt similar to a um, uh, like a Wicked and Divine, where all these characters are bouncing off each other. And you're like trying to um, make sense of what they're saying in relation to the story as well. It, it worked for me. I have to say, I completely disagree with that. Really? Um, I found this to be more like his previous Marvel work on stuff like um, uh, the one he did with uh, Kid Loki, um, House mm. of Mystery. I don't know. Um, one hundred percent. Yes, I remember stuff that. that stuff that is sort of it is sort of peripheral, and when it's presented to you with Kieran Gillen, you're like, okay, yeah. But then he sort of gets he does this thing where he gets sort of mired in the the wittiness of the narrator and the you know right. Everyone's got kind of a cool line. Feels a little too self indulgent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas with stuff like young avengers or even wicked and divine when it's his it's a flavor that's more palatable Mm. yeah um it's funny though because like you said sean like i do like some of the dialogue in the first half a lot like um that one line from thanos when they're trading blows i i really loved where he goes ah a fellow poet of annihilation fantastic let us trade verse and then he fucking that's a great that's line. a great line that that's a crazy good that's so and good yeah this one, this one at the end the captions uh uh where he says robson thinks he's in a dream close but not correct the accurate word is longer starts with an n involves more screaming that's a kieran Geller line that's good too like that's cool narration yeah you know it's see just, the rest of it just kind of that that one at the end kind of made me roll my eyes because I get that. It's the it's like it's the AI, you know. Thanos saying what he said makes a lot of sense because it's Thanos and we know that he's very like 
he's that guy to say that. He, it makes sense that that would come out of his <laughs> mouth. But the but the AI saying it was just like, dude, you're too cute for half. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, like he's just trying. Like I can yeah. tell he's really sitting and thinking. Like, what's the what's the wittiest thing that can be said right now by the AI? And it's like I don't know that I need that, mm-hmm. especially because it is a caption. I know it's serving a dual purpose, but I want my caption to inform me. Um, and that's not what's happening here. It. It, it like that that last uh one that kale brought up um it felt like something out of uh for me at least like uh, an end comment from gaming or from from more like on swamp thing where like there's this yes uh, it's more more so captured than the ai so i don't know i i was i was definitely partial to it if it had been just captioned if kieran if 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 all the ai stuff was just captioned and, it, and you remove some of the personality from it, mm-hmm. um, but we know it's 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 Kieran Gillen. This line would have affected me way differently sure. because you're right. It does remind me of that like that '80s, like you know those those top tier writers how they add themselves into the the narration, mm-hmm. and, and it's kind of cool. Um, but for, because this is a character saying that a character I don't really know who's you know going through something right now, it just was too much for me. But I see where you're coming from. I think the thing about it too, and you'll you'll have to you'll have to let me know if you guys feel this way. It's sort of it feels like it's mixing the perspective or the um yeah the like the narration perspective, you know. Does the AI know what's going on? Or is it telling the story retroactively? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. And I and I think it's that it's not I think it's telling it in the moment but like it it, it does feel um at odds with itself sometimes yeah. in that way because like that last line um is a cool caption it doesn't feel totally in the voice of the computer yeah like that's what Marco said that it felt more just like now and I agree but that creates kind of like a uh narrative dissonance it's right, true. where like the narrator has a voice, and then all of a sudden it feels like a different narrator. It's like, mm. exactly. Um, and yeah, and, and to be honest, I felt like the rest of the issue was pretty dry. Um, mm. it, it just didn't have, and again, like writing dialogue is certainly not the easiest thing to do, and writing snappy pop dialogue is not easy either. Um, and you're not going to be able to do what he did in the first few pages on every page, especially when you have to establish what's going on here. But I find that even the way that they're learning what's going on is kind of boring. Like they're just like, Hey, this is what's going on. And what are we going to do? And you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's just a lot of blah, blah, blah. And what I don't like about it is, um, because I, I agree with you, but I but I think it speaks to a larger problem with how it's being delivered, not that it needs to be delivered. Because like I think you can look at like um you know like the earlier seasons of like something like Game of Thrones, which like struck a chord with you know the culture, and like a lot of that show is sitting around and talking, but it it's better dialogue and there's more intrigue and like you get the sense that people are playing sides and that like. And I feel like the Eternals wants you to think that it's like, oh, like, like they're all an organization, but they're all pointing fingers at each other. And like, there's mistrust and, but it doesn't feel authentic. 
it feels mm-hmm. like characters talking about a plot. Um, and you know, I don't, I don't have a suggestion for how you make that better, right? Like I'm not the writer, but um, for the reader, it didn't, it that really didn't work for me. Um, because when they get to the point where they're all in the room and they're, and you know, I forget her name, but, um, the one who walks in and the computer's like, she's complicated. Um, she's kind of like, well, I know what's going on, but I need to figure it out. So I've invited everyone I trust here and here's why it makes sense that I trust you. And, you know, and it's just like, it feels like it's running through all the questions that you as a reader would ask in a way that people don't have conversations. And I get that they're not humans, so they talk differently. And the whole point that Marco made about the royalty and the regalness, like, I get that vibe, but I feel like that it's not coming across. I feel like they're not, that tone isn't, doesn't feel consistent for me. And when it works, it works. But when it doesn't, it's just like, it, it, it's the same thing with the computer. It creates this, this tone dissonance and like a voice dissonance in the characters for me that just is taking me out of something that I found myself connecting with. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's where I'm at with this book. Uh, I, I initially wanted to get it more than anything because of the creative team involved. And I'm still enjoying this from an art perspective a lot. Um, but for me personally, uh, that's not enough. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to need, I'm going to, I'm still going to follow it. I want to see where it's going, but um, next issue is going to have to do a lot of work for me. Yeah. That's where I'm at. I'm willing to give it a few more um, to see if the, the kernel of the promise that we saw in it has something like, you know, has somewhere to go. Um, but this, this issue left me cold compared to the first one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, this one definitely got me like excited for it. So I'm, I'm on board. Um, we'll, we'll see how long that holds if it goes back to something like the first issue for me. But, um, as it stands with this issue, this, this reeled me in. Dope. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, a reversal of what I expected for sure. <laughs> Uh, so let's move on to the main event this week, which is Radiant Black uh, by Kyle Higgins, Marcelo Costa with Becca Carey. Um, Becca Carey on letters. Um, Actually putting the letter on the cover. Pretty cool move. Yeah, definitely. That's something you see all the time. So this is a much hyped title from Image. People have been looking forward to this. I've been looking forward to this for quite some time. The character design we saw up front was tremendous, and the promise of Kyle Higgins' experience writing for Power Rangers and superhero comics, um, and just feeling like he has a hot hand right now in general, made this a must-buy. And uh, I will say, while the issue is not bad by any means, at least not in my mind, it uh, doesn't do absolutely anything that you will be surprised by or wowed by yeah. or impressed by from a writing perspective anyways at all. It's very, very, very paint by numbers. Yeah. Um, I think that's true. I don't know that that's a problem. I uh, Yeah. It it works very very well. Um, it it does what it's trying to do, and I think uh, as long as it's that stays here, I think that's going to be fine. I think that's just fine. That's where I'm at with it. Um, I I wanted to 
I wanted to touch on that because one of the things that they talked about in the solicits for this book was obviously the Power Rangers connection, but they also have made a, a, man, many alliterate, um, not alliterations, comparisons to Invincible in the marketing material. And um, I've talked about this on the show. Anyone who's a fan of Invincible will tell you um, the hook for that series comes in like, it's like the ninth issue or something. I forget which one it is, but it's like you're a few issues into the first arc before the thing that actually like grabs you shows its head. Um, so the idea of a kind of like paint by numbers issue number one to establish a status quo and a cast of characters and to give us some rules. Um, I don't I, th I think that's OK. Uh, but I don't necessarily know what rules it gave us. Like, I mean, it I taught us I about don't... the powers. Really? A little bit. Yeah, I think. I mean, right? Like, the mechanics of this thing, he found this thing that he doesn't completely understand, but ostensibly it seems very similar to, like, the Green Lantern, where it's like if he imagines something, he... it happens. Yes. I still don't... I mean... I, I, I see that all more as chance experimentation more than anything. Sure, maybe. You know, I, I, I can, I can see where you're coming from as that would be rules. You know, in a, you know, in a different light. But it just, you know, it feels more like stumbling across these things more than. And, and that's you know again it's not that's not to denigrate it at all, it does it perfectly well. Uh, but it's the first five minutes of an episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's it's funny because I think the thing that I I I feel like it was probably missing the most in my mind is, um, something that invincible does do despite the fact that it has a slow beginning is it contextualizes a moment that comes later that feels high energy so you as a new reader you're like oh like what's going on there and you know you're going to get back to that at some point i feel like if it had done the and i never remember what the fancy latin phrase is for this but the where you start the story in the middle of the story and then you come back to the beginning and then we catch up there i think it sure. needed that i think it needed a moment later on to like ground us in like a high octane or like high tension moment where he's like mm. his life's on the line or he's trying to save somebody and then it's cut back to that moment and he's looking at his bank account i think that would have sold it a little bit better if they if they'd started with the end of this issue i think it would have been great that would actually narratively work too, right? Well, and you know, you walk away with the same information at the end of this issue, so maybe that doesn't alleviate that problem. But um, it's it's the image of somebody who looks exactly like him robbing a bank, right? Yeah. Like that, yeah. that cutting back to the moment of him being broke would be like, oh, that's genius. Yeah, that works. And you know what's even more interesting about that is that at the start of the issue, you don't like we know he's going to turn into you know the radiant black character, but like. What if he's like, you know, just think about the fact that like maybe that's the character he turns into where he does rob banks, you know, like mm -hmm. it adds that question. Mm -hmm. What road is he going to go down when he eventually does get powers versus what is clearly just that he's going to be a good guy and fight this bad guy? Um, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. 
I like the angle of him being this this writer who's you know his secret is that he 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 isn't as far along on his magnum opus as he claims to be and things in life are just not going so great for him and he has to go back home that felt like something personal for Kyle and maybe it's not literally what happened to him but it's something that if you're a writer resonates for sure yeah um or, or anybody who's yeah for a superhero yes definitely um so i i like that uh but again like there's what what is there really to say like the book is super super generic you know at least this far in one issue in it it feels like i've read this a thousand times and and maybe that's fine right like luke skywalker is not a terribly unique character mm-hmm. even at that point he wasn't mm-hmm. and that's the point you're supposed to see yourself in the character so yeah and and like it's funny because like it's it's hard for me to talk around the the feelings I have about this in relation to to Invincible because I know we are going to be reading it soon and I don't want to spoil things for you guys, um, but like that's a thing that that book does too. Where I remember when I read Invincible for the first time, I read the first six issues or two or three issues in one sitting, and I was like, oh yeah, that's pretty fun. Like this is cool, and it I was more motivated to keep reading it based on the fact that I liked Robert Kirkman. And was wanted to read more of his work. Not that anything about it felt unique. It was like, oh, this feels like a Silver Age like Spider-Man story written today. That's kind of cool. And it wasn't until it lulled me into a false sense of what the book was. And then it subverted my expectation that I was like, oh, that's what this book is. And like that, this could have that. Right. Like it could be seeming basic because a few issues in it wants to pull the rug out from under you and surprise you. And maybe that's why they're comparing it to Invincible, not because it's a superhero book and image. Right. Um, And that's, I guess, kind of where my reservation to judge it that harshly comes from is that like this is a very by the numbers issue. It's very simple. It was digestible in a good way, um, but not memorable. And and that's not great. But like, if this is just to give us a taste of our of our leading man and and who his friends are and all those kinds of things, like, you know, I'm 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 interested to see where it goes. You know, and I I want to believe that it has more to offer than than what it um than what cards it showed right now. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna follow it like it didn't do anything to blow my socks off to set anything up that you know wowed me um but yeah i mean it, it totally has that potential that's 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 valid uh but from what i'm i'm seeing here in, in this first issue um uh, you know it, it feels like and like any other story i could get and because of that it doesn't immediately attract me see and and everything that i said uh isn't even necessarily like bad. It's kind of like Kale said, like it's, it's, it's fine that it's like that, but it is like that. Yeah. And so if you're listening to this right now, do not buy this book. If you, if, you know, if you haven't read it and you're just listening to us chat, don't buy this book anticipating some revolutionary story. Cause you're absolutely not going to get that. The most different thing about this is that he's a 35 year old person who is just now becoming a superhero. You know, that's that's pretty uncommon. Um, and that's, you know, whatever, like, fine, cool. Uh, 
there is promise, I think. But what I was most compelled by is the art. It's the same reason why I wanted to buy it in the first place. The art is very good. Yeah, I think the book looks great. Like the page where he's kind of um, where it's the splash page where his arms are out, and there's these different uh, like the suit is is you know getting on his body or whatever. Uh, that looks great. The page after that, the splash where he's uh, looking at himself, his hands, and, and he's in full suit. That looks great. Mm-hmm. The colors on this book are the lighting in the fire. bar. Yeah, is so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the page where he's like holding up the the train and the people and the car with his mind or whatever. The double page page splash, like yeah, that's beautiful. This is a very very good looking book. And if and if the idea is that there are more people who have suits like this, I can't wait to see what the rest of them look like. Yeah. See, like that's what I'm saying. Like, there's not much here, but I feel like there's there's enough laid down that like you can see where it could go and be interesting. So I want to give it the benefit of the doubt. I really do, because um, there's something about it that is appealing to me. And maybe it is just that the art fucking whips. But I don't know. Like that shot of him flying away too is like he's just a cool looking character. It's a really great suit. My hope is that it does have an invincible style moment where you go, okay, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Because if it genuinely is just, all right, dude discovers his powers and he's got to fight bad guys who look like him, that's, you know, that's not, that's not enough reason to return to this series for a long time coming. If this is going to be the next big thing, it has to debut the next new thing, the next interesting thing. Yeah, and on its face, this is not that. So, uh, my review would be: it doesn't do anything wrong. It does everything technically right, but that's not enough. If you're trying to make a superhero comic that's brand spanking new in 2021, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think um, I think that's really the takeaway here is like it it's serviceable. It's digestible. Is that enough? If that's all it is, no. If this is the, you know, the appetizer you need to get through for for us to get to that main course, then all right, yeah, let's see where we're at in a couple issues. Sure. I'm willing to give it at least the first arc because that's what Invincible needed. I'm absolutely in for the ride of the first arc for sure. Just off the art alone. Yeah. Um, and then from there, it just depends. Does, does Kyle Higgins have the ability? This is really his his um, this is his moment. If yeah. he can deliver something special, he's going to become a superstar writer. Mm-hmm. If this is just a regular, regular superhero story, then I don't think so. No. So, yeah. And I mean, if that's all it is, like that's happened before that's fine i didn't need this to be the next coming but um he does yeah and he's got a real shot you know like it could be 10 years from now we're talking about the radiant black tv show that's coming out so take that long if it's good shoot you're absolutely right man for me this felt like a like a like um the first 20 minutes of the movie like I, yeah. I certainly can see this being translated into a movie very fast. Yep. Yeah. Very I fast. mean, the the opening scene especially is very cinematic. 
yep. the way that plays out. Um, and I will say, I liked that a lot. The moment of him, like, you know, he's talking about the book and the agent or whatever, and then you find out he's, like, driving for Uber. Yeah. I was like, that was good. Yeah, like, that... It's one of those things where I'm like, I know you can write. Like, I know that you have more to offer than, like, this being just a basic thing, you know? So, like, wow me. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, that's going to do it for our reviews today. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed them. If you did, definitely write in and let us know. If there are books that you want us to review, write in and let us know. Uh, We are committed to putting out weekly reviews. We just need you guys to tell us what you want to hear us talk about. So uh, you can let us know by getting us on social at the Comics Pals. You can leave us a comment wherever it is that you're listening to this. But while you do that, make sure that you leave us a rating and or a review, whatever it is, wherever you're at. Write to us at thecomicspals at gmail.com. That's comics with an S. Um, If you're on YouTube, you can leave us a comment there as well. Subscribe, hit the notification bell so that you're made aware of when we drop new content. like the video, share it with your friends. Let them know that we're out here and you enjoy what we do. You can join our Discord server where we will talk about all these things and more all the time. It's We've got people from all over the world in that Discord, so I feel like it's popping at all hours of the night. Um, and if you want to hear us talk about longer-form books, we've got a whole host of book clubs that have dropped, including a Captain America – or I'm sorry, Captain America Civil War – a Civil War book club that dropped last month and this month's book club, which is not out yet. will be out at the end of the month is vision by Tom King and Gabriel Hernandez Walter. So lots of content for you guys to check out, go enjoy, let us know what you think. And with that, we're the comics. Take care guys. See you next time.